Hi, it's episode 11, season 4 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, um, we've got a bit of an Irish theme podcast. Well, two-thirds of the pod are Irish. Um, firstly, um, back again, second time this season on the podcast, Ian Morton from Galway. Hi. And making his debut, Shane Reed from Longford. Good afternoon, Jav. Right, um, Shane, it's your first time on the pod and, and with any new guests, um, the first question um, that I've got is how did you get bitten by the Spurs bug? How did I get bitten by the Spurs bug? Well, it was back in 1990 when Italia 90 was on and Ireland were doing quite well and the whole sort of football bug was, was fresh around the country um, and I was filling out uh, you know, one of those shoot uh wall chart things and you had to fill out the, the rounds of matches and stuff like that and it came to you had to pick a you had to put in your favourite English team or something like that and my dad had been at White Hart Lane uh, the 1989 season as a guest of a friend uh, as far as an Everton match I think it was in uh, February and the programme was still knocking about and I just went against the grain of my peers and chose and chose Spurs and of course, we won the cup then the following season. I thought I'd done the greatest thing I've ever made, you know. And it still is probably the greatest thing I've ever made, but, you know. It's, um, I got it from there, you know, and I was watching, it was all to do with that, that, that Gaza season, you know, and he scored in every round bar the, bar the final, and he, you know, he took that cup with a scruff of the neck, and it was, it was great fun to watch. That- great fun to watch, and, you know, got since then, I suppose. And. Growing up in Ireland, you mentioned you went against your peers. I presume a lot of them supported Celtic, United, Liverpool. Yeah, mainly. Yeah, mainly United, and well, from this neck of the woods anyway, mainly United and, and, and Liverpool, and a few Gooners, I think, because of uh, of Liam Brady and David O'Leary and yeah. that, you know. But uh, mainly, there was the odd, I'd say, one or two Tottenham fans knocking about, but I was the sort of holding the torch for. For, for Tottenham and North Longford really so uh, it was different it was different than trying to, to people asking why don't you support Liverpool or why don't you support uh, United but you know I, I kept at it and kept at it ever since so I wouldn't change it for the world that's for sure 27 and a bit years later um, that's yeah. incidentally the, the, the exact point at which I started supporting Spurs and oh, really? yeah. 1990 World Cup I, I was dra- drawn into it um yeah. Let's. T- it's been quite a week. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go straight into a question we had from Ed Brad, um, w- which will lead us on nicely to, to the, the, the match yesterday and, and the middle of the week. Um, Ed Brad asks, um, "What's happened since Madrid and Liverpool to West Ham and United?" Ian, if I come to you first, um, I don't know. I think. Sure, midweek against West Ham just seemed to be 
too cocky coming out into the second half. Thought they had the job done already. That just seemed to be the thing that happened. And I don't know why they thought that. It was it was very easy. It was pedestrian in the first half for them. And it just all seemed to fall to pieces this hour, uh, midweek. And then leading into yesterday, there was an awful lot made of the Harry Kane being missing thing, but we always find it difficult at Old Trafford anyway. I wouldn't read too much into it yet. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's as bad as some people were talking about yesterday. I don't think it was that big of a, a deal, like, you know. Shane, are you fairly relaxed as in about the whole situation? Yeah, I am, to be perfectly honest. I mean, the, the, the Hammers game was... It was the old adage of a game of two halves, wasn't it? it? You know, we were all over them the first half. It was, we didn't even actually get out of out a third gear. The Hammers were that bad. And whatever whatever slap and give them at half time, you know, it, it seemed to work. And it almost got like the spurs of three, four, five years ago where we just folded. Whatever, whatever happened, I, I don't, I don't really know. Maybe you know that they were instructed not to give as much heart or something, which is quite strange because you know this is this is a London derby, this is West Ham. You know, you have you know bragging rights more than anything else. But um, you know, it happened at the end of the day, and to go out of to go out of a cup is is disappointing. It is disappointing, but. Football, I think, nowadays is, is, is so different and it's down to such a fine art in terms of fitness and strength and you have to prioritise things and just maybe, you know, maybe they weren't going at it at it full tilt. There was, as what do you call him, um, Jamie Redknight, when he suggested, a bit, of, a bit of arrogance gone into it and, you know, perhaps there was, perhaps they did have a bit of swagger going in at halftime thinking, oh, we've got this still not, but, you know, it's... I don't think it's it, it's anything to read into. It was a changed team as well. It was still a strong team, but it was a changed team, and you know, it's it's done. I think we just we just move on. As for yesterday, you know, we went we went toe to toe with United. I think for a lot of the game, you know, there was there was there was parts of it where you know we had chances, they had chances. It was very much, I think, in the sort of. It was a tit for tat sort of game, if you know what I mean. You try, we try, you try, we try, and then, you know, Daddy, Daddy scores that that chance, and it might, perhaps could be a different game, you know, because United would have would have possibly had to open up and not be so defensive, like they were, and that you know that would made uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable viewing for Jose. But you know, I think we did all right. They took their opportunity from. One basic error and, and scored it. I wouldn't read too much into it. This whole sort of meltdown that seems to be going on, especially on social media, going, "Oh, we don't have the bottle, etc., etc." It's it's United at Old Trafford. Mm. Where they, you know they've been they've been so strong there this season. You know, I think we're people forgetting who we're playing. You know, if it was Crystal Palace for want of a better word, or if it was it was Swansea at, at Wembley. But this is United at Old Trafford, and I think we need to be a little bit more a bit more realistic about it. So, um, I was at both games. My, my take on Wednesday, first half, I thought I thought two 0 flattered West Ham. I thought we could have we could have got more without really. Yeah. We, we we played well. I don't think we we hit 
first gear, but we 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 were doing okay. And then yeah, second half, quite what happened, I don't know whether it was just complacency. Um, we and then that caused us to switch off, and then it was just you know within 15 minutes, the first one went in, their heads were lifted. It's funny how at two nil you feel comfortable because you've got mm. that buffer. And then you concede one, and even though you're still in the lead, you suddenly start to feel oh, it just takes another one. And yeah, lo and behold, they scored a second, and and the the rest is history. Um, it, obviously, it's disappointing losing to West Ham. Not, I don't personally, I don't consider them um, a rival. I, I've, I, Chelsea and Arsenal for me are, are bigger rivals, and the matches are bigger. I think it's more they consider us. Um, Arrival, the whole notion of yeah. it's, it's their cup, you, you, cup you, final. You want to, you want to, you want to get one over them. Just yeah, to, to kind of turn the volume down slightly, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 so it was, it was, it was disappointing that it was disappointing that that it's a trophy and we're out of it. I don't personally, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I don't buy into this whole notion that Pochettino didn't take the cup seriously and his comments before the game, he diminish the importance of it I would argue that the starting lineup was was quite strong um, okay. yeah it was well, I, yeah, I yeah it, it was a strong lineup, and I think he, he, the way he said it and he even said it himself in a way that it, it, it would get misinterpreted the way he meant it mm. I think he just meant it as a fact that it, it, it isn't a priority and he's right because with all due respect to the Cubs they're not on his remit for for success anymore. If the cups had more of a, I don't know, a more of a, a bigger prize at the end of them, perhaps. But he has a priority. He has a remit. I'm sure that is set to him by Daniel Levy and the board, and that's what he sticks to. And who 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 didn't play? So Larice didn't play. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. And Kane, we know, was injured. Um, I don't think he would have started anyway, even if he was f- no, f- no, no. F- fully fit. But otherwise, no. it was it was it was a strong lineup. The, yeah. the, actually, the, the the bigger disappointment for me was the manner in which, within fifteen minutes, particularly, but overall in the second half, the way we played and we sort of capitulated and let them get back in the game. It was some. It was reminiscent a bit that second half of. Newcastle two seasons back final game of the yeah. season that, that that part of it was disappointing anyway we, we move on from that um, different game yesterday we did go toe to toe with them as you said Shane um, but I think a lot of Spurs fans are saying you know we were unlucky to to come away with nothing I think probably a point would have been a fair result we did go toe to toe but when you look back at that game, we didn't have that many chances. There was the Delhi Alley one. I don't yeah, recall there being. Much, Sorry, I, just, I don't. I don't see a, a point would have been the fair result for us. I think uh, there's no way we deserve to come away with three. Mm. Being honest, I don't see it. Um, Ali's chance, yeah, maybe be win for it with a head diving header. It would have United obviously would have had to come out against us, but at that stage the game was getting stretched anyway. It was starting to open up a small bit anyway, mm. and once they got the goal just straight after that, that was it for them. They were tightening up again. We weren't getting in behind. Mm. It was hard for us at that stage anyway to get in behind. And we did go toe to toe with them. We did match them, but our game is very counter attacking, especially away from home, and mm. it's hard to counter attack a team that don't come out. You and know. <laughs> So, and 
the one the one thing that was missing yesterday I felt was an out- outlet up front. Um, Sun yeah. Sun did his Sun did his best, but we we just didn't have somebody who could hold the ball that could get in behind the channels, make 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 runs, dr- um, pull their defenders. It did kind of improve when 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 Llorente came on. Yeah, or at least yeah, the, yeah. The, the shape sort of it, it looked more coherent. You know, I think Sun is great, but he just you know he like he's pulling himself out and he's going to one corner and the other corner. And the outlet isn't there up front. That's the issue with him, I think. Is he's just—he's he, not a lone striker. He's, yeah, he'll work so hard, yeah. but he just won't. You know, he, he's a great second striker. Short. Yeah, exactly. He's very good at being playing second fiddle to a, a main man. If he was, yeah. if he played with Lorente, it might have been a different story. Exactly. I don't think there was ever. I don't think there was ever a chance of the two of them starting the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. So. Um. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Delhi chance comes to mind. There was another one where I think um, De Gea spilt it and it fell to Sissoko first half. Um, yeah. And he ballooned it. Um, and I don't really recall... I, it was difficult to see where our goal was going to come from. And they scored one. It was, you know, it was, it was route one. I think Toby should have done a bit better in terms of he got out muscles by Lukaku. And then Dyer, who had a, I thought had a superb ga- game. Mm. Up until that point, should have done um, better to close down Martial, and and yeah, it did. it's the same. One, well, it's basic. It's a basic error, isn't it? It's it's nothing. You know, you, I. That's why I say I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be skeptical if it, if there was, if it wasn't. But it's just it's just basic human error, basic defensive error, and it's the sort You're of going thing to always... you can plan, you can plan for it, but you know yeah. sometimes it'll never. You know, it'll never come off. I think sometimes it's going to happen a few times a season. You're yeah, going to come see goals like that, where you just where you switch off for two seconds and you're punished for it. Mm. And so, that's what happened you yesterday. Need, Do you know what I mean? So that's all that was in that game yesterday was one small defensive mistake. We made it; they didn't. Yeah, and yeah, they, they punished us for it. I, I think you know? we. We we can take a lot of heart from the performance, you know. It was the complete opposite of, of, of the West Ham game, West Ham second Absolutely. half, I should say. Um, good performance. And I, I remember last season going to, to well, last two seasons, last three seasons now, three, three consecutive seasons, we've gone to Old Trafford and lost 1-0 um, mm-hmm. on each occasion. I think two two years ago was the opening fixture of the season. We, we played really well, but, but we lost 1-0. Last season... Kyle Walker on goal. Kyle Walker on goal, yep. Mm-hmm. Last season, I think yeah. it was... Um, I can't pronounce his name. Mkhitaryan, and he we didn't play well on that day, and United did their homework and and got the result. We still finished above them. Seventeen points. Yep, seventeen points. Although a colleague at work keeps telling me how they they won two trophies and how they how they've won a Europa Cup. He actually he 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 cites three trophies because he keeps going on about the Community Shield, and I'm like, look, mate. That's not really a proper trophy. No, no, no. It, 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 it's a proper trophy. No, it fucking well isn't. Um, anyway, um, like, paper over cracks. The thing, thing will <laughs> fall down in the wind. <laughs> but we, we 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 played well. That that's what I can take heart from. Um, the only concern is Kane, for me. The <laughs> fact that we don't. Something occurred to me yesterday. Look, we we know. We're not we're not a one man team, and we have managed without Kane previously. We we showed that last season. Um, yeah, and a lot of the times it was Sun playing up front, even though he's not uh, an out striker. Um, 
it just struck me yesterday. We've got a lot of good young players coming through. We've got a few defenders. We've got fullbacks. Okay, some of whom we've loaned out. We've got Harry Winks, who's probably the one that's really broken through and established himself. Um, we could really do with another young striker coming through. And I don't, I don't necessarily mean somebody that's going to be of the stature that Harry Kane is or, or, or even Harry Kane was when he broke into the team, but somebody that can just come off the bench and mm. has got a bit nick of... A goal, kind of. Nick a goal, and has got a bit of pace because Lorente doesn't have really any yeah, pace. It's yeah. a bit like Janssen in that regard. It, it, things slow down. Yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to find. It's hard to find the right kind of guy, isn't it? It's, I think it, it sounds like an excuse in terms of you know who's going to play second fiddle or even third fiddle to to Kane, but to actually get a guy that'll that'll fit into the system. I think sometimes we have and have a tendency is to to write off fellas. I think Urente proved himself. But he scored. So this was fifteen goals he scored with Swansea. Mm-hmm. Yep. That he that has, season, yeah. he has that ability to play in the Premier League. To score fifteen goals with all due respect to Swansea is is very very good. That for a fellow that's hardly you know he's had hard, very little pitch time in the last what are we three four months into the season, he hasn't had much actual pitch time to get any sort of rhythm going. But that's that's the difficulty you have when you have someone as good as Harry Kane is. That the other, you know, it's the other side of the argument for in terms of taking the Europa or taking the the, the, the League Cup seriously. That these fellas don't get the game time that they need to get that rhythm, and that, and you're kind of caught in a between a rock and a hard place when it comes to things like that. I think. You know, Lorente has, has, has proven down the years with goals, you know, for uh, all over the years. And I think, you know, I, I don't think we should definitely not not write him off just yet, mm. but he's going to need more time for sure. He's going to need more time, but we also need to start playing to his strengths because what, what was absent yeah. yesterday was, yeah. was, was, was crosses. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm go- I'm going to come to that in a minute and talk about Aria and, and some of the ind- individual players. But j- just just to finish off on Kane, um, I I do think we need him back sooner rather than later. We we did we really did look like we missed um, an outlet up front. And I think if we're going to do well this season, and by well I mean challenge for the league, um, which I still think, even though we're eight points adrift, um, I still think we can do that. And I think that we can. I I've, before the game, I thought we could go top top of the table by Christmas Day. Um, I still think that's that's possible. But we need we need Harry Kane fit. We need Deli Alley to start playing. We need to cut out individual mistakes. And Ericsson's been a little bit cold the the, the last few games. Um just on individual performances yesterday, um just going through the one to eleven, I mean, Lloris had a good game, I'd imagine, apart from there was one one moment yeah, where... Little spill, little yeah, he's very little to do, but... Yeah. You know, yeah. He's, he's, the thing with Lloris is, is he does, yeah, they have the odd mistake in him, but he's he's very alert for 90 minutes, mm-hmm. for sure. I think uh, over a season, Lloris will save you more points than he'll cost you. Like, he, has, he does have a mistake in him, but... 
he's, he just, it never seems to affect him. Where goalkeepers, a lot of goalkeepers have form for making one mistake, two mistakes, and then their form just leaves them. That doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah, Gomez. <laughs> yeah, Gomez. Joe, Joe Hart was... Jelly Dale. Joe Hart, yeah. Joe Hart's career just went downhill after a couple of mistakes for City. Yeah. Um, Paul Robinson done it for the after yeah. the England game. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just... It happens to keepers that they just can't get it out of their head, but Lloris seems to recover from them very, very quickly. Yeah. So that's a, definitely a plus in his column. So, so Ben Davis, I thought, played well. Jan played well. Um, Dio, apart from that, that mistake, I thought was superb. Um, yeah, best man in the field for us, for sure. Yeah. Don't think yep. to- Toby had his one of his better games. And then Uria. Now... He really frustrates. It's starting to frustrate me. I know it's early days, and I, uh, that's probably a little bit of an exaggeration. But uh, firstly, he can't cross the ball as well as Trippier can. Okay, no. that that's a matter of fact at, at the moment. His final ball, he, he needs to work on. He's got energy. He's got pace. He's got tenacity. I didn't see much pace from him yesterday. He links up well with with, with Soko, but I didn't really see him using his pace. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday, I don't know how, how you guys felt about that. Ian, um, am I being too harsh? I what I would say about yesterday, he has frustrated me in other games. There wasn't much chance for him to get in behind yesterday. That's one thing where he to open up. Like the United wing backs weren't coming at half as much forward as we were, or trying to, anyways. Um, but he is frustrating. I think he holds on to the ball too long. His crossing is woeful. It's not great, but I don't. I don't think Kyle Walker's ever was too great either. Mm. Kyle Walker's final ball was always low, hard, and across the box. Now at least he got it in there. Whereas Aria just seems to panic and fire it across anyway. Uh, there is definitely improvement to be to be seen from him. I think, but it's hard to say yet. I wouldn't go making a judgment on him. I wouldn't say you're being harsh on him either, but I wouldn't be rushing to judgment on him after nine games, ten games yet. Like, do you know what I mean? But uh, there is definitely room for improvement there. Um, who else? So Winks, I thought, superb game in the middle of the park. Um, He's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a player, a young player like him as composed in the midfield. He just, he really is. He, at one stage there, we were struggling in the first six or seven minutes and he just caught hold of the ball. We couldn't keep the ball for the first few minutes and he just caught the ball, made a run through the midfield, held onto the ball for a few, for a few seconds, a vital few seconds, and just completely steadied the play and laid it off, a nice easy pass. And just came, seemed to settle us after that. So, over the last... You know, he, sorry, uh, Shane. I was going to say, he's very he's got a very... He's got a very mature head, very mature. He's Absolutely, got a good football yeah. brain, for one of them. Not to use a cliche, but he does. And he's, for a guy so young, he's he's settled in very, very well. And I think, ordinarily, there'd be huge, you know, there'd be a big raving about him. But I think he has that little bit to improve about him. But he's, you know, he's he's got he's got a hell of a future at him. He's, he's a fantastic footballer. That sort of... You know, box to box midfielder that we've been missing, I think, quite in a way. And not in a way 
uh, not in a way unlike Modric, but you know, mature in that direction for sure. Yeah, definitely. He started I mean, over the last month. He started for England. He started for us in Madrid. He started against Liverpool last week, and then United away. Um, I know we've got a few injuries. Obviously, Wanyama's out injured. Um, Dyer's versatile. He can play at the back. Although this season he's, he's playing a bit more in, in midfield. Yesterday was the exception, and we know Dembele's ongoing issues, injury issues, or his should we say his ability maybe to to play full games or, or two games in a in a row. Um, there are those question marks. Um, if everybody was fit, hypothetical question: If everybody was fit. Would you start Winks if you if you've got to play well, irrespective of formation? If you, you're, you're going to have two players playing in the centre of that central midfield. Would Winks start for you? At the moment, yeah, I think he would for me. Yeah, I think he links up the forwards and defence very well. He's a very smart little player, and I'd play him in there with either Dyer or Wanyamin. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough question because you know, we know how well Wanyama and Dembele were side by side last season, and that's that's a hell of a rock to to stick something into. Um, on a basis of form right now, I, I don't think he's droppable. You know, I don't think he is because he's, no. you know, if you get a guy into that sort of momentum. And, and the way he's playing, and I think the momentum is, is helping him an awful lot. If Wanyama and Dembele were to come back and we take him out just because, in inverted commas, they are the senior pros, you know, what does it say to him? What does it say to his, his, his progress? You know, it'll, it would, it would, I think it would shatter him a bit and it would, you know, it would be a bit harsh on him, put it that way. I think it would be, uh, I'd have to fight to get back into the it would be very difficult to drop him I agree um, I, I would I'd, I'd agree I, I would go with at the moment Winks and then either a Dyer or, or Dembele uh, sorry either a Dyer or Wanyama that being said there might be certain scenarios certain opposition where he might decide to go for Dembele and Winks and not have a natural ball winner sitting in front of the the, the Back four or back three, as we saw last week against Liverpool when Dyer was only on the bench, um, although mm-hmm. they said he wasn't fully fit or, 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 or was a bit sick. Um, you you yeah. could you could e- easily make a case and say, yeah, play with two players that are very a little bit more creative, good at retaining the ball, and put the emphasis on on keeping the ball rather than having worrying about. Having a ball ball winner to, to break things up, um, but but yeah, whichever way you look at, whichever scenario you, you look at it, Winks has got to be one of the first names on on the sheet at the moment. At the very moment, yeah. time, for sure. Yeah, he maintains that form definitely. Um, we mentioned Son earlier in dispatches, and obviously Kate, De- Delhi missed the chance. Ericsson again, I thought had a quiet game. Um, Sissoko, there's a question on on Sissoko which 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 we'll address later in the pod. So I'm going to park that one now, for sure. for, the, for the moment. Um, moving away from United, we've got Real Madrid next, and then Crystal Palace at home a week today. Um, 
predictions, how do you think those matches will go if I come to Ian first? Well, the Madrid game on Wednesday night, I'm hoping for a win because I'm coming over first. So, um, but other than that, um, I think if we play like we played in the Bernabeu, then we will be hard to beat for them. And I think we'll shake them up again, but he will have to do something maybe small, slightly different, just to rattle them again, like starting two up front in the Bernabeu it shook them like they didn't know they assumed they had planned for something completely different Madrid and because we don't play two for we haven't played two for a long time but it's hard to know whether we'll get the win out of it but I, I can't see us struggling which would have been the worry at the start of the year but I can't see it Um, I think we'll be okay as for Palace I think it'll be a straightforward win It'll be back to be at back to a normal straightforward win against Palace. One two nil. But before I come to Shane, Ian, would you take a point against Madrid? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I think like Dortmund are struggling. We need only one more win and we're out of that group. You know. They are Dortmund are they're struggling in Germany at the moment. I don't think they got a result yesterday either. I'm not sure, but I don't. They definitely didn't win because I had them in the accumulator. So <laughs> I know that much. Um, Fuckers. Yeah, they usually somebody usually lets you down, but it was Dortmund <laughs> yesterday. Um, but I just we I I I was work, trying to work it out there after the last game. I think one more win sees us through. So I would like we just nick a point off Madrid, get a point from Madrid. You'd imagine we beat Apoel in London. You know, so I think we just have to be cool, calm, get through it. We're out of the group. Shane, how do you see um, both matches? Uh, Crystal Palace. I'll start with. I think we will. I think we'll, we should beat them. I mean, it, it's it's a game we should win, and, and then I use the word "should" emphatically. It's it's. You know, Palace are are pretty awful. Apart from they beat they beat Chelsea, wasn't it? Um, last week was it Chelsea they beat? Wasn't it? Yeah. But uh, you know, the rest of the time they're just they're just a bad team. And you know, we know Roy Hodgson what he's like in terms of in terms of style and all that. So they will uh, they will set out to frustrate, I can imagine. But you know, we should be just you know even our second string should be too strong for them. With all due respect, but. I think we, we'll, I think you know, I'd go for a for a definite for a definite win there. As for Madrid, I think we should do the same or similar. I don't think I think sometimes with, with big teams, you know, it, it's too much respect. It's too much, you know. I think if if the players are are focused and given specific jobs and stick to them religiously. And go, you know, take take the game to Madrid, and you know, who knows? At the end of the day, I think the last the last game, you know, we 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 messed with their heads in terms of, of of putting the two up top, and and it worked, you know, it worked to an extent. And perhaps, you know, if we'd taken our chances, we might have might have won it. And I think at Wembley, we are going to have to take our chances. 
you know, because it'll be few and far between. But yeah, I I, I would have I'd be happy with a draw. Obviously, I'd be more happier with a win, but I would I would take a point all you know all day long for sure. Okay. Um, I think the the Madrid game much will depend on Kane returning. Mm. Um, I think I, he might play. He said he did say they were going to look at it, didn't they? Yeah. After the United game. Yeah. So I think he might have been hinting that he's he's available for selection, anyways. So you'd hope. I think we're going to put a spirited performance and lose that match. And I hope I hope I'm wrong. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'll take a point. You are a Spurs fan, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Ever, ever the optimist, Jeff. If we did lose it, we can afford to lose it with, with two, two matches left um, still in the group. Um, I'll I take a point, to be honest, but I can see us playing well, losing the game. Heads, heads going down, and by heads going down, I mean the I mean the fans. I mean, I mean the fans losing the plot somewhat, and yes. and, and saying, "Oh, that's three defeat." And then, ah, potch out, potch out. Yeah, yeah. and then I think, <laughs> and then I think, what will happen on next Sunday is we'll go out there. It'll be the last match before the international break, and and we'll, we'll beat Palace and put mm. put in a good performance at Wembley. Pro- yeah. Probably two, maybe three nil. I can I can see I can see us I can see us doing that, and Kane. Getting on the school sheet. Um, the, the the other thing I mentioned earlier, this United fan at work. The other thing that he goes on about is the fact that Kane can't score at Wembley. And I was like, well, hold on. He scored two against Dortmund. Okay, good opposition. He scored two against Liverpool. Good opposition. Yeah, yeah but that you see, they're not really. If you compare to what he's done away from home, and those games aren't, aren't consecutive games. I'm like, really? Um, so anyway, it'd be it'd be nice if he if he. Does that against um, Palace and yeah, uh, we get all three. I think it's key with him is yeah. that I, that he is ready to go mm. and he's not rushed back because you know the way with, with, with hamstrings is if you tweak it, but if you pull it, it's it's a three month job, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You don't want to see. Definitely don't want to afford Yeah, you know we can't afford that to happen to Kane at all no. of, any, of anybody. So, if there is one Spurs player, I wouldn't mind getting a little tweak. It'd be Ericsson against Palace next week, so he's not available for the Ireland game. <laughs> but, uh, just so, just so he's out for the two, the two matches, and then back Sounds to Spurs. Shame don't sort him out. We'll be grand. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I just, oh, just can't afford. We can't afford to have Kane out for too long. No, definitely not. Indeed. Um, right, in the second half of the podcast, we'll, we'll take more of your questions. But before we do, um, Spurs, Spurs ladies have been in action today, um, or back in action, um, playing Watford. Um, here is Bex with this week's Spurs ladies update. Hello, it's Bex. Um, Spurs ladies update today. No ranting about the generic state of women's football. Well, at least that's the aim at the outset. So the girls play today. They play Watford ladies at Kings Landley, and that was a three o'clock kickoff. A hard fought one all draw. Uh, Watford scored on the 54th minute and then Spurs equalised on 61st. So Watford didn't have to leave for very long. Uh, Lucia Leon got the Spurs ladies goal. There was a chance right at the very end of the match, which Watford managed to, uh, the Watford keeper managed to deflect onto the post. But I think overall, one all, it's not going to be a shame. Next match they play is on Wednesday at 19.45. I don't as yet have a location for that, so I can't harass anybody to go and watch it. And I couldn't even tell you whether it's home or away. Uh, that's the cup match. That's the WSL Continental Tyres Cup match. And that's against Yeovil Ladies. 
Uh, so, yeah, sorry about that. Next league match after that isn't until the 12th of November. So the girls play a cup match this Wednesday. Then they have another cup match on Sunday. I don't understand how that works. So apologies for that. Because surely if they get knocked out on Wednesday, they can't play on Sunday. Go figure. Anyway, it could just be an error on the fixture list. So we'll leave it at that for now. Um, the next league match, like I said, is on Sunday the 12th of November. That's against Doncaster Bells. And that's at Chesson at 2 o'clock. Anybody that doesn't know, Donny Bells are one of the oldest women's teams kicking around. So that's uh, good to see that they're still around. Because it takes so long for the results to come through and become updated. I've got no updated league table for you. So as at last week, the ladies are still sitting mid-table, um, which is quite nice. And for a promoted side, they'll always look to that. That will always be seen as a good thing. So they're... Opponents in two weeks, uh, Donny Bells are sitting in seventh at the moment. Yeah, and today's opponent, Watford, are down at the bottom of the table. Uh, so we've given them their first point. Well done us. Anyway, um, apart from that, there is almost nothing. It's been a really quiet week on both the women's international level football, the FA level football, and obviously for Spurs ladies. If anybody wants to know anything else, I am on Twitter at BunchesBex. Cheers, bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right, um, before we finish off with a few questions, Shane, um, you run a Tottenham Hotspur Facebook fan page, um, the Tottenham Army. That's the one. Um, tell us a little bit about, about the page. A little bit about the page. Well, I, I started doing this uh, just just over over a year ago. Um, just last September, twelve months. Uh, as you know, I had a, was at a loose end, and I signed up to be an admin on a page, and then it turned out I ended up taking over the page. And it's it's basically, I I like to look at it as a as a fan page with that I of stuff I like to see myself, if you know what I mean. And we will put on uh, we put on match updates, live match updates. We normally have a. One of our admins watching the game in detail, and he'll give uh, uh, updates throughout the game, and then we'll do the highlights. And we do a lot of um, uh, competitions as well. You know, we've given away uh, signed jersey was the first thing we've given away. We've given, we had a, a question and answer thing with uh, Steve Perryman, and had a signed picture from that. Um, we're in the we're going to be giving away uh, Pochettino's new. Uh, new book that's done by Guillaume Balagui uh, which, which is tomorrow which is by the way sorry to interrupt by the way fascinating read um, that, yes it is yeah. I, I got my copy on Thursday um, I haven't had enough enough or as much time as I wanted to to read it I, I did read a little bit I confess on the train going up to Manchester yesterday <laughs> and then I suffered after a few chapters I suffered from um, sort of travel reading sickness so I had to put I had to, yeah, I, had, yeah. I had to I had to put put, put the book down. But um, it is a if, if anybody well any I think it should be a must read for any Spurs fan. It, it's from from what I have read so far, it's it's very interesting. Sorry, Shane. Yeah. So um, and it's just it's continued from there. We 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 started with obviously with zero followers, and now we're we're heading towards um, six and a half thousand, seven thousand followers, and. We get, we do, you know, it's it's your basic, well, not your basic, it's your, you know, general fan page that we we like to offer updates and anything a bit funny, anything a bit, you know, that's worthwhile, worthwhile um, 
watching, if you know what I mean, and um, we'll support different charities and, and, and things like that, especially the, uh, the Bradley Larry Foundation, we're big supporters of that. Um, purely on a, it's more of a, of a, a personal choice and a, and a football reason more than anything else. And, you know, we like to big up the past as well, big up the old, you know, the old stars and the, the um, people like, like Mickey Hazard has been very good to us. And, um, but it's just, it's a good fan page, essentially. And I hope, you know, we, I like it. I hope people like it. They seem to do because we keep getting people on every time. So it's, it's, it's an enjoyable thing to do for sure. Definitely for sure. Um, okay. Right. Let's just finish off with a few questions. Um, John Steggles, um, he's young and still a fantastic pros- prospect, but Delhi misses too many chances for my liking. Where has his form of last season gone? Ian, if I come to you first. Yeah, it's, it's hard one to pinpoint, really, what's happened. Um, it's, I don't know. I don't think he can say he can figure it out, figure it out or anything like that. I've seen that in one or two places, but uh, it's. Last season's form is going to be very hard to repl- replicate for him as well, but it's it's very it's early in the season. There's an awful long time to go yet. I think we'll see. There's definitely much more to be seen from the best of them. Definitely hasn't been seen yet, but he's been nicking in with goals as well. The last couple of games, uh, he did miss a big chance yesterday. Um, but it's another thing I wouldn't I still wouldn't be too worried about yet. He does need to find his, his best form. But it's there. Maybe one or two are a good game, two good games in a row. That's him back to normal again. That's him back to last season, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't be too worried about him. He's still very young. There's still a lot of stuff going, going on with him. I don't know. It's, it's hard to know, really. If I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure that his head is in the game at the moment. I don't. It's. I'd like to see more from him. Put it that way. The the biggest thing that seems to be wrong with him is his decision making. I feel when he when he when he should pass, he doesn't pass. He holds onto the ball for too long. He hesitates. Either the opportunity is gone, or um, maybe overthinking it is out yeah. there. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I think um, with, with the case of Delhi is as well is is, is is he's only you know he's only twenty one, and it's three seasons. It's, you know he's he's come from a lower league, and everything has hit him at the same time. You know, I think it's it's there's bound there had to be a stage where his form would sink a little bit you know and I sometimes think it's it, it gets gets overread into if you know what I mean he's 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 a talented young fella and I you know yesterday I, I thought even though he, he wasn't fantastic and he did miss that he he matured he saw, I saw more maturity out of him yesterday than I've ever seen because he was getting a torrid time you know he yeah. was getting the legs kicked from under him he was getting wound up you know what do you call him um ashley young had a go ashley young and herrera ashley I used to say Ash, ashley young had a had a 
I had say he had a remit from Mourinho to to wind Delhi up as much as he possibly could. Yeah, yeah. I think that's and and Delhi, I you know, in fairness to him, he could have throttled both Young and Herrera, and I wouldn't have blamed him. I wouldn't have blamed him at all. But he just showed that bit of more maturity. I thought yesterday, you know, and I think you know he's paid. He's averaged over what is he averaged over thirty six games a season in the last three seasons. And that's just in the league. He's played, what, 22 times for England? He's played an awful lot of football for a young man mm. in the last three years. He's a massive gobshot. Yeah. Oh, Delhi. Not Delhi. Um, Ashley Young. Uh, Ashley oh, Young. Uh, Ashley is, Young is, 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 is... There isn't enough expletives in the world to describe how much I hate that fucker. He is just horrendous. And it's, it's, it's a not... You see, we talk about you know, people will talk about Delhi and oh, he has this hot head, you know, or, you know, this will happen or that will. And even 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 the lads like yesterday that uh, on Sky were going, oh, they mentioned it, but they're not mentioning the fact that Ashley Young is kicking lads out of him. Let's wind him up, and goodness knows whatever he's saying to him because we don't see all of that. Yeah, and and it's, it must be hard. If someone will have Ashley Young. Was Ashley Young 32, 33? Mm. And Delhi is twenty twenty one. He's still growing up, and if someone is biting at you all the time, to not smack out at them takes is is more mature than the fellow that's going to go at you. And they don't people don't talk about that in that sense. They know he has a bit of a short fuse, but you know at the same time, it's it's I I think it's blatant cheating to actually people that go for that, but they will. Just to digress slightly, and I don't want to veer away from Spurs, but. Um, England, which probably neither of you give a flying <laughs> fuck about. Um, so, just before we started recording, I was looking at Twitter and, and and the Daily Telegraph's Henry Winter, who's actually one of the few journalists that I do respect and I do um, listen to what he has to say. I remember a few years ago I, when Vardy got the... Um, Football Writers Awards. I, 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 I went on a Twitter. Um, I, I just yeah rampage. rampage and and I just and I just and I every single journalist I could find, um, I just had a go at and I said you know you, you voted for somebody who's who's a despicable racist and months months <laughs> months later Henry Winter doesn't doesn't follow, follow me but months later. So it probably was something like last October. He replied back. He said, "Oh, sorry, I've just seen this tweet. Oh, I didn't." I, he said, "I did." I, by the way, didn't vote for him for 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 those reasons, for exactly those reasons. And I thought, oh, okay, um, fair play to you. But uh, Henry Winter said, "If Southgate's picking on form, as he as he insists he does, Ashley Young deserves to be in the England squad named on Thursday." Mm. Yeah. Oh, God. I beggar's belief. I mean, the the, the guys. A cheat. I, I even I even spoke to one of my my good mates, who uh, is a Man United fan, and he hates Ashley Young. And he thought Ashley Young shouldn't have started yesterday. Mm. He thought Dar- Darmian should have been there yesterday. Yeah. No, he can't. I, 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 no, you gonna put where are you gonna put him in right back? Ahead of Trippier, ahead of Walker, ahead of uh, whoever, you know Klein, whoever else. No, no way. Yeah. I think, that's oh, I, I think that, that, that as much as I, I, I much as I'd love to see England suffer as an Irishman in football, um, he can't get in there. Do you know what I mean? It's just if if 
He just can't. He offers nothing. No, he's just, I don't, you know, he offers nothing. He like, it's look like, I love commenting on the England team. I know, you, we, like, we don't want to go too far down here either. Um, <laughs> but looking, looking from the outside in, it's often, it's very interesting hearing what people say about uh, the England team and how it's run and it just seems it's very seems very simple to me that uh, what it sorted an awful lot of that out like and make England a decent team but uh, well, we won't be helping no, <laughs> no. Know, but... Ash, Ashley Young's not, not the answer and I think, right. I think the, the point you made there bringing it back, back to the question um, Shane I mean it's, it's a very very pertinent point you know we, we forget Delhi what broke on the scene two years ago as a 19-year-old, um, he's 21. This is his third start of his third full season. A lot's happened in a short space of time for him. Yeah, um, you know, and and can be difficult for for, for players to, to to be level-headed and and keep their feet on the ground. Um, you can have a perfect example, and that's somebody like Harry Kane, who's very level-headed. Mm. You can have somebody like that guy. Um, that was at United and then ends up at West Ham and, and now he's in some obscure place. I think possibly South America, Ra- Raval Morrison. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a winner against us, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That, that goal of the season started contender, wasn't it? Yeah. And that, that that's obviously an, an extreme example. And then there's, you know, the happy medium. And Delhi probably falls somewhere in between. Um, mm. And he's done quite well. And yeah, yesterday... Maybe his decision making at the moment isn't quite there. Maybe there are other things going on, on in his life, some of which might not be football related. We don't know. It might be football related. It might be that he's eyeing moves elsewhere, or or there are issues with agents, or, or, or he might be feeling unsettled. Who knows? But he did well from a temperament point of view, and we go on about Delhi's t- temperament to to, mm. to stay calm yesterday. I I thought second half. You know, Pochettino might take him off because of some of what had happened in the first half. But no, he he can he can he stayed on the pitch and he didn't. Yeah, he, he shot fair them. Yeah, yeah. I think he's say he's starting to trust his temperament. He's obviously seen something that makes him trust that that he's not going to boil over anymore. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, he he probably will again at some stage because it's only human nature. Mm. You know, <laughs> but uh, I thought like. He did take an, an awful lot of punishment yesterday, and it did show a lot of faith from Pochettino to keep him there. Like. He'll come out of it this difficult period. He'll come out of it stronger oh, yeah. and a and a better player than the one we had last season. He's, um, he's an yeah. undoubted talent, an undoubted talent, and then he can, you know, anyone that, that has shown the balls he's shown in the last, the maturity he's shown. Yeah, he gets in scrapes and stuff like that, but. Like I said earlier, yesterday was a mature performance for me from him in terms of his his you know his aggressiveness and his mentality and his, you know he could have he could have easily flipped, but he didn't. It's, and, and it's vital he keeps that, some of that. Uh, it's vital he keeps some of that attitude. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it makes up a lot of his game. You know, he has a he has a cockiness about him when he's going good. Yeah. That he will, he was doing it to Liverpool boys last week, not making them. And yeah, you know, it was just, it's a nice bit of that attitude, like out of him, you know, that makes them the players that he is. So I hope they don't kill that out of him. You don't lose it, though. I don't think you don't, you don't, you don't, you know, 
Hopefully not, no. We don't lose it out of him, I don't think he will, but it's just, it's it's t- tame, taming the inner beast, as the same goes. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, next question. Joss Ellington, have we given Sissoko enough time to prove A, he's a prospect, or B, he's a very expensive squad player? <laughs> Shame. <laughs> um, I mean, how how much time do you give a okay, give a 30 million sign? I think Sissoko is done all right. You know, he... he He's not, he's been very, what do they call him, the much maligned sort of player, but he's doing okay, and and he tries, I give him that, I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's the greatest in the world, but he's too old to be a prospect, you know, you you can't be a prospect at 28 for sure, but expensive squad player, I would say to an extent, but I think we need to cut him a bit more slack because he's got the talent and he can. He's done all right for me. You know, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm more of the bit of a uh, Sissoko supporter camp, so to speak. I think he's. It's too easy to blame him. Put it that way. Yeah. I would say that. Um... What we're seeing out of him now is probably what the best we're ever going to see of him. I think we, he's not going to get much better than what we're getting from him now. I think he's he is. I agree with uh, what you said there that he's, you know, he is doing all right at the moment. You know, he's not taken away from us in any way. I don't think. No. Um, no. He done well to get the goal the other night. Um, there's. Uh, there's, there's not much more from him that's what I'd say in that mm-hmm. he is an expensive squad player but in the current market and all that's going on <laughs> you know really at the end of the day I th- an awful lot of fans didn't want to see him there in the first place and that's stuck around since people yeah, weren't willing lot, to give him a, a chance to do him down to, to... yeah People didn't want to see him at the start. Yeah, exactly. People were looking to say that straight away. Yeah. And we always seem to have one player in our squad that people just don't want or don't like. Yeah. And that's it. You know? I suppose the worst so, thing is, and he, he, is a, he is a social media advocate, isn't he? He's on it quite a lot. And, you know, he I, I always think that thing, yeah. players, players probably see a lot more than we think they do. You know, and... I, I don't know, if I was a social media king and someone was calling me shite, it would affect me <laughs> quite a lot. So it's, you know... He's definitely improved from last season anyways. That's yeah, yeah, for sure. A point yeah, you can yeah. make, like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? He definitely has improved from last season. He seems to be offering a bit more now. And Pochettino wouldn't be putting him in there if he wasn't better than last year. Because he had no problem leaving him out last year. He left him out of an awful lot of the matchday squads. Never mind the start eleven. I think yeah. what he Last does, year. what he does is he offers something different. I mean, he's a, he's a squad player. I'd, I'd probably say if if everybody's fit, for me he wouldn't get into our strongest starting eleven. Um, oh, he's a squad player um, that offers something different in terms of pace, power, um, and can be useful in, in in certain scenarios. And and is proving that this season. 
not so much not so much last season. Yeah. Um, is he an expensive squad player? Well, we can't really do anything about his price tag. That wasn't determined by him. Um, what he's probably done is play his way into getting a transfer come the end of the end of come this summer. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and if you know if he was languishing in the reserves, we'd we'd struggle to sell him. At least he's put himself yeah. in the window. There's a World Cup um, at the end of the season. He's probably got one eye on that, and you know. I think he's looking to play. He's looking to play better because he knows he's going to have a job to get into the, yeah. the France World Cup squad. Put put it this way, right? If somebody came and bid for him in the in, in the summer, if they if they did it in the summer, just gone by, would be like, yeah, you know, get most fans would probably say, yeah, get rid of get rid of Sissoko. We we don't want him out of the club. If somebody came in this summer. We we wouldn't necessarily have that same attitude, but I think as fans probably we'd be like, yeah, that's fine, sell him, get some money, get somebody better. Um, you wouldn't, yeah, we would. You know, as yeah, okay. as your as a football fan, you realise your team are going to have to sell two, three players a season anyway. Mm-hmm. And if he has to be one of them, I don't think there'll be too much crying about it. So, to- you know, but. Talking of selling, talking of selling players. Um, next question, David Fornell. What do we need in the January transfer window, if at all? Um, so I, I touched on this slightly earlier, and I, and I felt we need another striker after yesterday. And, and, and I think I would. It would be great if we had a young player coming through um, the ranks that was ready, um, a centre forward. Which I don't think we do. Well, one that's ready anyway. So. Um, I'm not a big fan of the January window. I don't think you can do much business in it realistically. All the best clubs don't want to sell their players. Um, they're cupped. All their players are cup tied. Prices are inflated. If you do get somebody in, it's more difficult to bed them in in, in, in January. So I've never been a big fan of that window. But if somebody like, for example, um, the lad who's at, is he still at Celtic now, Dembele? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay, so if you rewind a few years when he was at Fulham. Um, we 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 went in for him, but nothing materialised. So that's the sort of signing I would like. Um, I would be quite happy for us to to ship out um, and Kundu in the January window and get a player that's got pace and that's an actual striker, not a Nkundu or a Clinton Niji that can play out wide and maybe play down the centre. An actual striker. Just Some... a, stri- a straightforward striker, yeah. Yep, just a straightforward striker that's young, that's got pace, a little bit raw, um, and somebody that we, that we can br- br- bring off the bring off the bench if, if need be, that offers something different to to the to the Lorente option, um, but it also isn't a sum player who's not you know who's not conventional striker. Somebody who, who's got pace but can play with a back face to goal, that sort of thing. That that's who I'd go for. I think the problem with Dembele now is because he's done so well up in Scotland, Celtic won't be letting him go cheap. That's the only. I I wouldn't mind seeing Dembele. I wanted him to see him a couple of years ago when he was at Fulham, and I still wouldn't mind seeing him. Playing now, I think he'd work well under Pochettino. I think young players love working with Pochettino, and I think he'd be another one that it, uh, would flourish under him. But I Celtic definitely won't let him go for peanuts, anyways. You know, and I can't see us paying serious money for him. That's the only problem. 
Yeah. Are there any are- areas that e- either of you would would like to see us strengthen in January, or, or maybe not at all? There's not too much in the like the defense seems to be alright. Maybe another centre back because we're playing three at the back all the time. Um, but a young centre back, like I wouldn't mind seeing more like fights coming in again. Um, midfield, we seem to be alright. I wouldn't mind seeing another attacking midfielder either. Again, young as more prospects coming through. Uh, I wouldn't be too worried. Striker is really what we need to see. A young, hungry striker. Yeah, I yeah, I would say. I mean, goalkeeper wise, we're probably all right because we have Gazaniga now as well. But it's, it was sort of almost bizarre signing in a way. I don't know, but I suppose he's happy to happy to be third choice. Defensively, I think we're fine. I mean, you know, we're the one of the, the strongest defensive teams there is. I would like... I, it's hard to see where Fife is going to play, which again goes back to that I'm needing, needing game time. I suppose he could play in the FA Cup, depending on how far we go. Uh, another... You see, I think someone like Ericsson or, or Delhi, those two need a bit more competition in terms of... Yeah. You know, they need a bit of a... You know, someone biting at their heels all the time to try and get in. Edwards, I seen is is he's doing okay, but there's obviously some sort of uh, maturity issues there, or some sort of you know that he's not. There's something going on. Yeah, men- yeah. Not, not mentally ready to, to to step up to the first team. And then striker wise, when I mean, you have a year into it, I'd say I would give him another. You know, at least give him until. New Year or further, at least at the end of the season. Sorry, uh, but it's the thing of who, do you, who who's out there. Who do you get for a, a reasonable price? And that whole argument of, hi, do you want to sign for Tottenham? Yeah, I do, but you're not going to play. You know, and it's to get a a young hungry striker. Do do you do that to a young hungry striker? Do you go to what what's Dembele nineteen twenty? Do you go, Dembele, come from, come from Glasgow, we'll pay 30 million quid for you, we'll pay you three times the wages you're getting in Scotland, you're playing in the Premier League, uh, but you might play, you might come on for the last 20 minutes of every game. You'd imagine the hope... It's would, hard uh, to Yeah. You'd imagine when you, sign Lorente, when you sign Laurenti, when you sign Laurenti, he's definitely only a stopgap signing. You yeah. know, he's just there between. You have we need backup for Kane. Janssen wasn't working out for Pochettino, whatever. Yeah. So then you're looking. So Lorente is a good stopgap signing, but if you're going to sign in a young striker, you're going to have to tell him, "Listen, you're coming in this year. This year is all about learning. Yeah, your first year. You know what I mean? Or your first six months or whatever, and see how you go." Mm. But um, you, that, you, that's the only way you're going to entice them in. Yeah, you sort of buy. You see, you buy, you buy the young to come in and learn. Yeah, but then how does he learn if he doesn't play? And then you buy the old fella. With all due respect, he's younger than I am, uh, Lorente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to come in and 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 do the second fiddle role, which he's happy to do. It. It's harder to get 
once you, you kind of isolate yourself in a way by playing that one forward role. But you know, how do you how do you find the next um, Harry Kane? You know, it just is. That's maybe why he, in the past he's gone for players like Son and Ng and Nkundu, who are a little bit more yeah. vers- versatile. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't really want a jack of all trades. I, I, I want somebody who who can play that role. That's why I was hoping if we've got somebody within the club, a young talent, they might be a little bit more patient than one that you yeah. per- purchased from outside. They might be willing to be on the bench and bide their time for twelve months and slowly. Yeah. You know, they've come through gradually through each step of the academy, so they can see there's light at the end of, end, end, of, end of the tunnel, um, and if they're familiar with, with, the, with the surroundings. But we shall have to see. Um, just, I'm, I'm not going to talk about this one in detail. But other, other than on terms of transfers, the one player we haven't mentioned is, is Ross Barkley. Um, don't really want to talk about it because I think it's, we'll have to see how things develop. At, at Everton now that Koeman has gone um, obviously also you know a new manager whether it's David Unsworth or somebody else might want to keep him might decide to sell him on the player has to return from injury um, but I suspect depending on how things develop we'll be having a discussion about Barkley come end of December beginning of January when that when that window opens whether that deal's yeah. going to be revived or not um, final two questions Richard Healy having grown to love Spurs during sparse times in the 90s does the pod agree with Bill Nick that it's not good enough just winning we've got to win well or would the pod and many Spurs fans demanding a trophy sacrifice our, our style for a season of dour Jose style play where we win a trophy it's a very good question. Um, it's a hard question, yeah. Well, I remember the nineties, and they were fucking shit. They were awful. Yeah. And and it, the early noughties weren't much much better. Now we won. <laughs> I remember under the man in the rain, raincoat, we won a league cup. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was a memorable season. I remember that season, and I remember um, David Ginola, and that was it was great. There were some good times. He was a little the the the. the the light in the in the tunnel um, that season, and we had some shit players back then, um, and we won a trophy, and it was great. But if you get past the whole man in the Rayco and the fact that you know he managed Arsenal, putting that to one side, okay, and being objective about this, the football under George Graham was pretty shit. Okay, it was shit when we won the trophy. It was shit the season after. It was shit the season after that when he sold. Um, Ginola, and then bought in um, Leonardson, I think from Wimbledon, or was it from Liverpool at the time? I can't remember. He, he played for both clubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, we bought in Ben Thatcher, Neil Sullivan, Chris, Chris Perry. Uh, um, well, great memories. <laughs> we had Stefan Freund in midfield and Tim Sherwood. So, uh, you know, we won a trophy. Fans keep going on about, yeah, great days. We went to Wembley. Won a trophy. Um, I don't want. I, I love the football that we play at the moment. I, not yeah. just this season, but we did it the last season before that season. We're doing it consistently. We're playing good football. We're scoring lots of goals. We're also defending really well without being boring or you know too pragmatic or too dull or, or, or parking the bus. And we're scoring goals and. You know, last season, how many goals we scored? Best, best goal difference, all of that. 
Um, and we're high up in the table. All right, we haven't won any trophies yet, but we're moving in the right di- direction, and we're doing that season after season. So give me that any day over, over the sort of Jose Mourinho-type um, football. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the... As I said, as far as as far as the style, isn't it? There's always been that kind of association. I think in terms of trophies, it would be nice. You know, as I say, my, my first experience obviously with Tottenham was winning the FA Cup in 1991, whatever. <coughs> but the um, the trophy style, I think the trophy, the way the trophies are nowadays, anyway, it's, it's changed an awful lot, and clubs are sacrificing them because of. They're not really, you know, we're, 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 we are a, we are a t- an established top fourteen now, right now, and that has to be, you know, the importance of getting into the Champions League is is paramount, especially the way we're moving forward in terms of stadium and money and everything. It's it, it's huge, and I think you have to you have to sacrifice something for the the long term goal. I think in the long term future of the club. Where we want to be in ten or fifteen years' time, or even five years' time, you know, and it's 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 a hard thing, you know, it's a hard thing to say. Oh, well, affect the FA Cup, affect the the League Cup, you know, they're only and it, you think, well, we haven't won anything in almost ten years or whatever. Then it's it's hard, but I can see the way. You know, modern football in 2017 has changed. It's changing every year. You know, it's changing every 10 years for sure. And targets become become slightly different. Mm. Yep. I agree. Uh, uh, I'll use this as an example, and maybe only Shane from I can only be the one who might not know what I'm talking about. But here in Ireland, I'd support, I'd follow the Hurling, and I've been waiting my whole life for Galway to win an All-Ireland which would be the equivalent to the Premier League or whatever in England and they've done it this year uh, without playing pretty and it felt just as good so <laughs> I'd be I'd be quite happy to see Spurs win a Premier League without playing beautiful football it'd be it'd still feel just as good um, but saying that there is something about support Spurs. You know, they're, that good football is part of our, our heritage, part of our game. Um, uh, but I would... Identity, it? I, it is part of our identity, but I would be willing to sacrifice it for a season. <laughs> just, for, just for one season, just to win a league. But it's not to be all and end all. I'm not going to stop supporting Spurs if we don't win a trophy. You know, and I'm going to keep going back every season. I'm going to keep watching every game. So if I'm going to keep watching every game, I'd like to see them playing well, mm. and I'd like to see them playing nice stuff. It will, if you're giving me the choice of if I have to say one or the other, then I'd rather watch my football. To be honest, uh, I, as you both said, and we all agree, you know. It's part of the Spurs DNA. It, it, part of being a Tottenham fan is appreciating good football, being entertained, but also not just collectively, but also having players that um, 
individual players that, that, that can stand out. Now, you know, in, in years gone by, I mentioned Ginola, Gaza, um, favourite of mine. Um, you know, in recent years, somebody like Bale. At the moment, we don't we don't necessarily have. I mean, we've got we've got Kane, who's who's wonderful, and and, and Eriksson and, and Lamella and various others. Um, but I think collectively, what we've got now is a team squad, even of really good players um, that we haven't had in a, in a while, yep. ra- rather than in individual talents. Um, but I think. <sighs> In, in uh, I mentioned the Ginola George Graham scenario where you know we won a trophy under George Graham, but the football was was, was poor. Uh, but we did have, and the players, the personnel weren't great. But we did have David Ginola, and it was a joy. I remember watching him play. A few years back, we had AVB in charge. I, I've got a lot of time for AVB, and um, I think the way that he's been treated at the time, he was treated by. The, the British media, both when he was managing Chelsea and then Spurs, was was pretty disgusting. But in his first season, his only full season with us, um, we narrowly missed out on Champions League football. We won a hell of a lot of games. I think there was a period from December to March where we won a, we were unbeaten in 15 games or something like that, 14 or 15 games. We won a whole load of points. But we, but the football was boring. It was so shit every week. Yeah, it was great. It was great winning those matches one nil. A lot of them were one nil wins. And okay, there was that three two game against West Ham. Um, but it was dull. And the only thing that brought it to life, other than okay, winning and getting the three points and and moving up that table and and being within a shout um, of, of getting Champions League football, which ultimately we didn't that season, was was a bail factor. We again we had an individual yeah. player, so that was that was within Spurs traditions that we had this fantastic talent that we could watch. I don't think. Well, firstly, if it wasn't for Gareth, Gareth Bale, we wouldn't have won all those games. A lot of them, it was effectively Bell winning those games for us single handedly. Yeah. But secondly, if we didn't have that bail factor, and let's just say by some fluke somebody else got, let's say Dempsey or somebody scored scored. Score the scored those goals. It just wouldn't be um, as entertaining, um, and I don't want to go back to that. And, I, and at the moment, we, we're, we're winning games, but we're playing good football, and we're actually finishing higher than we ever did under George Graham or, or um, AVB or anybody else for that matter, and doing it on a con- con- consistent basis. So, my the premise of the question, I'm not criticising Richard, but whenever that question is asked to fans, and it's, it's a fair question to ask, it sort of it assumes that you can't have one or the other. You, you, sorry, you can only have yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, you can only have one, but not the, not the other. Um, you can have good football, and you can win trophies. The 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 two do go hand in hand. Um, yeah, you've got to be defensively sound and pragmatic and all, all of that. But I think we've got those attributes. Um. Right, final question. Um, Shane, um, this is a reoccurring question on the podcast and everybody who's been on the podcast this season has has answered this question. So as it's your debut on the podcast, I'm going to ask this question of you. So you're on a desert island. Um, Who from the current squad do you vote as leader? And if it all goes Lord of the Flies, who do you eat first? (laughs) Uh, Right, leader-wise, I think Harry Kane. Um, purely because he obviously has the leadership qualities and he's a clever thinker and he he knows how to 
to what's the word? He knows how to, you know, jazz people up. And if you're stuck in a desert island, you need someone to add a bit of wolf into into to what you're what you're gonna do. And he's a clever. He's clever. He knows what to do, and he seeks out opportunities. And he probably do. I think he do the same as desert island. As for eating, I I'm not into cannibalism, but uh, Victor Wanyama on two reasons one because he's so big so there's lots of them and two you want to eat the one that would probably eat you first mm. I, think, I think big vic could do that so they're my two for definite. Yeah, but Victor seems to be a popular one on 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 the, on, on, on the menu. Um, yes. When, 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 when we've asked this question previously on the on the pod, menu comes. Oh, I'll have a Victor. Yep. Um, right. Um, the next podcast we shall be recording. The next podcast um, a week today, um, Sunday evening. Um, later in the day after 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 we play Palace. Um, Ian, thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Shane. Um, Shane, thank you for appearing on the podcast. Pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me, and nice to chat with you as well. And until next Sunday, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.